Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. You want to be an actor? You don't know where to start? Today we're going to show you what to do first. Mm-hmm. Hello, for $10,000, who should... Excuse me? Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Starting the podcast... And we're starting how to be an actor if you don't know where to start. So I see what you did there. You see what I, I mean? I see what you did. It's a little bit of <laughs> show and business, which mm. Kevin Undergaro's favorite phrase of mine, show and business. Yeah. So it's important. Throwing some love to him as well. Uh, yeah, we are going to talk about... Welcome, by the way, to uh, Acting Class Weekly with Sean Whalen. I am Sean Whalen. You heard Maria's credits of mine. I've been doing this for quite a long time. And a friend of mine said when he asked me to get into teaching, this, I said, I, I don't think I can. I don't feel I'm qualified. And he said, you know so much more than you think you know. And I said, how so? And he said, experience. Well, so, three decades, Sean. You, three you're coming decades, up on your three decades. Three of SAG. decades, and you know, I forget the l- blessings I've had to be a character actor. Scott Gimple, name drop, who is the <laughs> showrunner? Yeah, for that, little, every time you name drop, a uh, showrunner for The Walking Dead said, "You get to do it all. You get to do it all." And I used to say, "I've never done a western." Then I realized with Ang Lee. I did Ride with the Devil, and I played a drunk kind of Western guy in a barn. So now I don't know what I haven't done that's uh, appropriate. Well, we'll leave it at that. A podcast. A podcast, And yes. now you're doing and it. And now I'm doing that. So uh, <laughs> here we are. And uh, you hear this wonderful woman uh, next to me talking to me and being my wonderful co-host. I call her Miss Phenomenal, Miss Roxy Stryer. That's me. That's me. Yes. I'm so excited about the Sean because I am a green actress. I grew up performing and doing kind of uh, high school shows, community shows, camp, all that stuff. I moved out here and initially that was the plan. I got into hosting and now I'm really trying to refocus a lot of my energy to acting and I'm excited to learn from you. Yeah. And also in the booth is our engineer and producer, Mr. Funtabulous, Jeff Graham. Hey, 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 guys. So, ex- Oh, and the applause. I'm so flattered. He's so, the only one who got applause? Thing. I was going to say. I didn't clap for you. I... You didn't clap for no, no, me? No, 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 no. I don't, okay. yeah. <laughs> We're more humble and don't need the, you know. Well, he's the one who can cut our mics. That's so true. So that's why we clap for him. Producers are, true. you could argue producers are more insecure than actors, which is a bold statement, but I needed that that's applause. That's a very interesting so, uh, thing. <laughs> uh, I love that, though. So listen, today... We are going to talk about getting started, as I said. But in this podcast, 
before we jump into our topic, we're always going to have a section about my latest week or couple weeks, something that's been happening in my career that I'd like to share and talk about. And this week, um, I got to start the new year by being on a pretty big show, Magnum P.I. on CBS. Um, Late November, I was back east teaching a class, and I got a call from my agent who said, oh, you're on hold for this show in Hawaii. And I thought, and I've, this happens a lot with actors. They say we're going to put you on hold. So you had auditioned prior to going to teach your class? No. You were on hold just because just they knew because of you? Just because they knew of me. Wow. And they said, oh, it's some director. And I said, oh, okay. So I looked up the name. It wasn't a director. It was Peter Lenkoff, who is in charge of Hawaii Five O, Magnum P.I., MacGyver, a bunch of CBS shows. And I thought, wait a minute. And I had to go back and look at his IMDb. We had worked together 21 years ago on a show called La Femme Nikita uh, that was produced by Joel Cernow, who went on to do 24. And then before that, he uh, worked with me on Jury Duty with Pauly Shore. And you hadn't worked with him since? No. You hadn't auditioned for him? No. Nothing? So wow. then I went and did the show. But before I went and did the show... I just said, can I get his email, please? Oh, that's, I waited till I shot the show. So I, if I looked crappy on camera, I wouldn't email him. But I felt I did a good job. And I called him to thank him. And he said, actually, because he... You're saying re- after you... After I shot it, I asked for his Magnum. email. Yes, I asked for his email. I sent him an email and I told him, thank you very much. Um, I l- can't believe you remember me from the Femme Nikita. He wrote back immediately and said, I actually work with you on jury duty. He reminded me of that and said, great. And so I said to him, hey, I would love to um, meet up with you and catch up if we could. And he said, great, let's do it in the new year. So after that, uh, a few weeks later, the show, I found out the show was going to air. A week before, I said, hey, they've told me I can't really promote. Is that okay? He goes, no, 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 promote. Show pic- And I said, pictures from the set, because I told, was told not to do He said, absolutely, go for it. How do you know who to listen to when that happens? Because I would be nervous I'd get in trouble if one person's telling me. He literally runs the show. Okay, so, so there, if there's nobody any, else. So on. for me, and I, I emailed my agents and managers, and I said, if you get anything from casting or get any flack, the creator and producer of the show told me I could. So covered my bases, which is a great question. So... I did that, and in the end of it, I said, hey, and I'd still love to catch up, like you said. He said, promote it. We'll catch up in the new year. Or, or no, he said, my staff will reach out to you to get together. Ooh, fancy. So I did it, and so I never heard from his staff. It's been like a week and a half. So what I'm going to do is send an email saying, I did promote it. So much great feedback. I loved it. Thank you so much. The footage is great. I'll use it on my reel. Um, but... Uh, FYI, never heard from your staff, but if you'd like to talk on the phone to catch up, that'd be fine. Or if you're just too busy, that's fine too. So what I'm taking away and what I'd like to talk about in a general sense is milking the momentum. You want to you take the gift of whatever you're getting. So I got this great part and this opportunity. And then I just want to keep it going a little bit and try to get as much out of it as I can while being respectful. Does that make sense? It does, but I'm curious what that line is for you because he said they will reach out. How many okay. times do you follow up then? I, How do you so, know? So for, t- for me, I waited a week, heard nothing, and now we're well into almost the second week. So 
that's when I'm going to say, you know, a week after the, a week before the show, the show aired Sunday, and I'm going to wait a week after. And then, like I said, I'm going to be respectful and say we can talk on the phone. Or if you can't, I 100% understand. So you and give then him I the will out. Give him the out. And if he goes, yeah, let's say he, yeah, I'm swamped. Great. Thank you again for the show. And I'm done. You have to find a respectful way to literally know that everybody's so busy. People are just busy, busy, busy. He's running, and I know this, and I'd be very egotistical if I thought, well, he's not having lunch with me. There's six or seven shows that he's running and obviously has a hand in. He cast me personally. So, and he remembered you 20 he, years later. But regard, thank you. That, I mean, and listen, uh, that's another show about attitude and showing up and being great to work with. But for me, I have to respect. I mean, I talked to a producer friend of mine years ago and I said, well, I don't want to do this because I think that you guys will think. And he just said, you know what? No one thinks of you as much as you think they are. They're just too busy. They're just too busy. To so, an actor, that to is an actor. Big but it was blow. great. It was fantastic for me to hear. So it that's is. that's so milk the momentum when you have it. Do it tastefully and respectfully, knowing what the other person is dealing with. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love it. So that's kind of the tip for the week from my week. Now let's move into our topic. But before we do, Roxy, you were going to tell me something about AfterBuzz in general. Yeah, I am because I just really wanted to say thank you to you guys at home for helping to make us the ESPN of TV talk. But for us to continue to grow, we could actually use your help. So here are a couple things that we would love for you guys to do. Go to AfterBuzz and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on the Originals channel, but there are tons of different channels you can subscribe to. If you like comedies or reality TV or whatever it is, Make sure you subscribe over there. Also, give us a rating on iTunes. Sean and I love hearing what you guys have to say. So love if it. we see that you have a five-star rating and you leave us a comment saying, you know what, I could really love an episode about uh, headshots or about right. my reel or how to get representation or if I should move to Los Angeles or whatever right. it is in your comment, we're going to look at that and we're yes. going to try to cater this show to you so it's only helpful for this show to grow and for our network to grow in general. I've been a part of AfterBuzz for 10 years now. Sean, you're pretty new here. Yes. But for everybody who's a part of this place, it really is uh, something magical. It's a very special place. Kevin and Maria have created something really useful and selfless, which is rare in this town. I know. So You know even better than I do. 30 years, and you say that. 30 years, yes. So that's pretty incredible. Uh, We want to just thank you guys again. Thanks for your support. Hope you guys can do that. So rate, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff. We really love what we do here, and we hope that you guys do too. All right, let's dive in. You let's are, do it, Sean. You're in your cubicle. You are answering the telephones, and you say, "You know what? When I did that high school play, my high school teacher said you have potential and you should do acting. You've got it. You've got the thing. You've got it." You say, "You know what? I want to give it a shot. I'd like to try." And you're somewhere in the Midwest. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So these are hands-on tips of what I would do first. The first thing you have to do is to set up your life financially and time-wise to take this on. If you were saying, I'm going to start sculpting or making furniture, you still would have to do the same thing. You'd have to say, well, I need to know if there's a lumberyard near me or if I have space in my garage to build the furniture. You know, you have to check all these things out before you do anything. So the first so thing you want to do. this is no matter what age you are? No matter what age you are, because we've all had actors that started very late in life, um, child actors. It's 
there is no limit. So for me, you got to check your finances and time to see if you can actually do this with your current work schedule and what you're doing. Because you don't want to quit. The number one thing I tell you, please don't quit your job right away and go, I want to be an actor. It's too much too quick. You have to test the waters and put a toe in the water. So check your finances and your time to see if you have that six to eight hours and some discretionary funding for taking classes. A couple of interesting things you said because I hear different viewpoints on this. Some people say if you want it, quit everything you're doing and dive in. But you, you don't recommend that. What I'm saying, and I'm not even saying not to do that, not immediately. Not immediately. You want to assess something wisely because this business is hard enough and there's already enough unknowns. Let's eliminate as many unknowns as we can right off the bat. Because if you can't even figure out a way to get started, then the burnout could be quicker. So I'm saying absolutely in two months you might be quitting your job. But for the first time, my, my girlfriend actually works at a HR company, and a guy had been doing it, dabbling it, dabbling, it, and then it became too powerful to hold both jobs. So now he is moving on and saying, I'm going to do acting and dive in It's just in 100%. too much too fast. It was, just... it was, yeah. I think it's a little too much too fast. And then where does the six to eight hours come from? That's the amount of time that you think people should dedicate at first? At first, just to say. Because that's, that's a that's a... Uh, that's a acting class during the week. Um, so I would say at least that and then, you know, probably more time of doing homework and things like that. And listen, you have to assess, you know, did you just have a baby or, or what? You know, you have to figure these out. Do you have a partner who supports you? Just the logistics. What I like about that is six to eight hours breaks down to you could do one hour a day. If yeah. that's what your schedule, exactly, because we're going to talk about other ways that you guys can get started. Exactly. But if that's what your schedule permits, one hour a day. If you have a baby and all these things going on, or dogs, or yeah, whatever yeah. your life looks like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That an hour before bed or an hour when you wake up in the morning. I feel like everybody can find time for that. Exactly. So, what are you going to do first? The internet is your friend. Number one thing you can do. It's the best research. You haven't seen my internet recently, Sean. I know. Mm. Maybe it's not. Tell uh, that to them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The haters. Uh, Okay, so first you want to see wherever I am, are there any acting schools in my area? Are there any locally that you can audit? Go check them out. Make a phone call. Talk to the teachers. If there's anything in your area, number one. And I'm a, we're not going to say yes or no to any of these things because we're going to follow it up if you do or don't. So you, so you check mean that first. Literally Google. So say I'm in Omaha, Omaha Acting School. Yes. Okay. That's it. So I have students in Memphis. I go teach classes in Indie Acting School. My friend Forrest Pruitt, who has a great acting studio there in Memphis. I have a client I'm working with right now in Memphis, and I say. Go to Forest around other people when you can. So you would look it up in Memphis. You would see Forest School. You would see that he has legitimacy. And then you'd go check out the classes. Okay. Okay. Number two, check to see if there are any acting coaches in your area. So let's say there's no school. You want to see if there's any coaches. Same thing. Memphis acting coaches. Private acting lessons. Start looking those up and see how close or where they are. That's another way to get in, to do some private coaching if there isn't any. So the difference being one-on-one versus group? Yes, yes. So you want to do that as well. Then, let's say that doesn't work out, um, you want to see if there are any 
local community theaters that have workshops or acting classes. A lot of community theaters will bring in people to do a workshop. Um, the Barrow Theater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Western PA, brought me in to do an improv, uh, all-day improv workshop with uh, an acting, I'm sorry, an improv show that night. So if your community theater does have workshops or classes, should you just try them all? Do you, you what, are those typically what, for free? Do you have you, to pay? You're, again, the finances, that's what we talked about. And you say, yes, I will go give the one that speaks to you first. One is, com- you know, comedy improv, sure, or it's just dramatic acting, or if it's just basic acting 101 or scene work and that's all they have, do something. My dad used to say, do something fully. It might end up 180 degrees in the different direction, but you can't start a journey unless you take the first step. So just get in there just to see how that feels. And if you do, you might feel, wow, dramatic acting doesn't speak to me. I think I need to try it, but at least you know that now. So you have to start somewhere. That's did you a, have one of those where something just really didn't speak to you that you had tried? I, it's funny. I did both when I was a kid. I loved comedy. I mean, that was my way to express myself at my home, with my family, with my friends. So humor was very important to me, so I preferred comedy. But I actually did like doing drama. And surprisingly enough, in those 30 years, 60% of my stuff has been drama, and I'd much prefer to do comedy. It's crazy because you're a groundlings born and bred kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. So that's the next thing to do. That doesn't work out. So you can also check out community colleges or universities that are nearby that maybe have adult programs at night, you know, night classes, there's, that's another way to go. Or the learning annex, adult classes through those magazines or websites that have workshops in the area. Check that out as well. That's another way to see if you can study with a group of people, with acting teachers. And again, just do what is close and available for now. Because even if you look and go, wow, this guy's a terrible teacher, but you're going to know that. And you have to start trusting yourself immediately if you're going to be an actor anyway. So it's better to try whatever's available to you first. Uh, then you want to check and see. Let's, let's say none of those are available. You want to see if you can take some acting lessons online. Because... You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV. Cool. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you are. And we're continuing the show. They heard online. They were like, that's (laughs) us. We're online. We're a digital network. (laughs) So there are places called Stage Milk that do online courses. There are now master classes with actors. There's a place called Stage Milk? Stage Milk is an online acting school. I looked Stagemilk.com. Stagemilk.com. Then I looked at universities that have online classes. MIT has one. Utah State. The National Theater, they have online classes. Master classes are being done by um, a lot of actors right now if you just look up the master class series. So when you say online classes, is there a teacher in that class, kind of a Skype situation? This ones the, the ones I'm talking about right now are courses that you might have someone come and talk to or have Skype sessions where you talk about the homework and what you're learning. But the master classes, no, they're all pre-recorded by, you know, Jody Foster and a bunch of different actors are doing some online. You can check those out. Then you don't have that. So then you can check for acting coaches online. So there's 
few websites. TakeLessons.com is one. Lessons.com is one. Um, I personally use Thumbtack. It's another platform where you put in your parameters. It's a website or an app. It's a website and an app. Oh, cool. So you put in your parameters. I'm this age. I'm, I'm very beginning or no experience or intermediate. For obviously, for our purposes, it'd be no experience. Age range, then you get to write a little blurb about yourself, and then they will match you up with people in your budget range that you can put in your budget. They will match you up, and then they'll contact those people. And if you say, I will do it over the Internet, then someone like me, I get contacted and say, hey, this person in New Orleans wants to take acting classes. Here's their name, whatever. Send a quote, and then I send a little letter, a form letter saying what I do, and then they continue the dialogue, or they don't. Are we talking about tens, hundreds, thousands? Like how much kind is Tens of who? uh, Money. Like somebody sitting at home and they're saying, okay, I really want to take a class or or hire somebody. So my what I see in my range of Skype coaches to be competitive, I do $75 an hour. Now there's people who say I should do $200 an hour. But I know for a fact that actors don't have a lot of money. Right. And when I was starting, when you got a job, you got paid a lot of money and a lot of residuals. Nowadays when you get a job, you get paid Okay, money and not a lot of residuals. So I know actors don't have a lot of money. So I'd rather help people, and it's in my best interest. And again, one-on-one training for an hour. One-on-one, so good. One-on-one training. And listen, people say, "Oh, you're just so nice." And go, if you want to be cynical, I always say this to people: people who are afraid to fly. Well, I don't want to crash, and I go, "Well, listen, neither does the pilot." But also, because I used to be afraid of flying, but I used to say, "I never heard." say that i go but i always say but it's bad for business it's american doesn't want to have an american plane go down it's bad for business so if you just want to be cynical so if you want to be cynical about me it's in my best interest to help you because if you do well and get on a tv show and you say sean whalen was my coach then i might be able to open my own acting school and live by the coast like i want to not you know, L.A., Malibu, or I mean, live by a small coast, and then I can. I my goal <laughs> is to do digital digital teaching and appearances and flying around the country in fifteen to twenty years. So I can. That's my retirement. So I'm investing in people just like you're investing in me. So it makes no sense for me to be short term thinking and go. Well, I'll milk them for three hundred bucks an hour for four weeks and then they'll quit. So I like that. So Smart. if you want to be cynical. You can He's look doing at it, it that for way. his coast house, I'm doing guys. it for my coast house on the... I'd like North Carolina here. It's really nice, right? What? How are you going to leave me like that? I, I thought we were connecting. It's, 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 it's literally the first show, and it's 20 years. By then, you'll be literally shoving <laughs> me on the plane to North Carolina. All right. As long as we do this show from now for 20 years, 20 years then you can go. And then you'll be like, Deal. but guess what? We'll be able to do it online with a split screen. I mean, at that point, we'll be holograms. We'll be holograms. We'll be in your kitchen cooking with you. Yeah, we'll be in your. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Possibilities are endless. So, so yes, acting coaches online. Then you can't find that even, or you don't have the money for that. Then start with acting podcasts. Like there's one that was on for nine years. All the episodes are there. Inside acting. Another one. Let's talk acting and acting class weekly. With, With Sean, Sean Whalen. Now, that's a good one to listen to as well. 
So you can at least get an idea of the business, get a flavor. It helps you see your journey. Do I want to go to comedy? Do I want to go to New York? Do I want to go to L.A.? Do I want to start here? Do I want to get, grab an iPhone? You listen to these things and see where that fits for you. Another thing I do because I'm an avid podcast listener is I'll find an actor whose career I want to know more about because I like their trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I'll find them on a podcast. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wanted to learn about Matt Damon's career. Yes. I found his podcast on The Ringer and listened to that. Or you want if you just like the way that somebody has gone, usually if you type it into YouTube or you type it into iTunes, they've done a show before. Yeah, I, I when I was researching for this show, listened to an episode of Inside Acting with Jenna Fisher because she has a book about acting. And she talked two episodes with those guys. So what a great, you know, a woman we all know and love from The Office mm-hmm. who wrote a book on acting, and now you can hear her talk in more depth and personal questions on a podcast. And we'll have plenty of that on this show as well. So you can listen to a podcast that's free, usually. Then if you can't, if you don't do that, or in addition to that, go to a community theater that's near you. Even if you have to go to a college play and just say, hey, can I shadow, can I... Just just to get into the theater, maybe even audition just to see. You may as well. But even if you go there and say, hey, can I sell tickets? Can I be an usher? Can I help build sets? You need to just get in the world to see how it works, just to start. In L.A., I always say, you know, go be an extra for a couple weeks. But if you can't do that, go to a theater and start there, and then you'll get to know people, and then you'll get to be fun to work with, and then they'll say – Maybe you do that for three or four months, and they say, hey, we have a part of Scrooge coming up, and you're old and cranky. Why don't you try out? You know? Yeah. You never know. Funny story that Kevin Undergaro, our founder, always says is that he actually met Beth Bears, star of Two Broke Girls, ripping tickets at the Geffen Theater. Yeah. And she was there. She just wanted to be around it. Yeah. She was just you have studying to, in school, wanting to be around it, ripping tickets. Listen, now she's listen you're, you're choosing to be an artist. So you have to be able to take off your insurance salesman hat and put on the artist hat and go into that world. You're not going to go to uh, be a lawyer and not study law. You know, you have to just get around the world to see. And again, you'll see if it clicks, the type of people that are there. And and it's not the end all be all because if you hate that community theater, you might be able to do it at another community theater. I went to UCLA and the people hated me. Because I was so young, getting big parts really young. And juniors and seniors got parts, and I was a freshman. And it was very negative, and it actually caused me to pull back from acting for three years. And then I went back into Groundlings. But then I went, wow, at the Groundlings, it was never like that. So there's different facets of the business. So, But at least, again, you get in and go, oh, I don't like them. Is there another one? I try that. You know? So you have to, again, it's always taking the first step. Is and it then, okay to not do any of these things? Probably not. It's not wise. Well, I mean, it's not wise. No, that's what I'm really asking. But it's not wise. If you say, oh, I love dogs and cats, but I hate blood and guts. Please don't be a vet. Please don't be a vet. Because you're not going to save my dog when it needs surgery. So if you say, you know, theater people are losers. Um, I don't like working nights. Um, I don't like building sets or not knowing what's coming, then this probably isn't for you. You have to see any of these things to see if it works. Listen, I've had people Skype coach with me for six weeks, and when we, I started to dig into the emotional vulnerability and the stuff that really makes someone 
go deeper, they kind of panicked and stopped. But that's okay. So this is part of the journey. You might do some of these things and then decide, nah. Or change. Right. You might just do it for six months and go, you know what? I like getting a paycheck every week. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy running those numbers on that house fire. That that's what happens. So you just know where it fits. Listen, my girlfriend was in insurance, and she did community theater and all these Broadway shows and musicals. She loved it. She knew what it was for. It was very good for a certain time of her life. And now she doesn't really miss it anymore because she's changed her life. She's come to L.A. She's very happy and fulfilled. And now There's a she way to express really... herself at the time. Yeah, at the she... time. And now that she's in, or in and around entertainment, she feels like that's an expression enough, if that makes sense. So – it's always good to do these things just to see where you – how it feels. You're trying on the suit. Try on the suit if that makes sense. And then you can't do any of these, but you really want that one-on-one. You don't want the online thing. Are you close enough to a big city that you can commute to? Um, the Barrow Theater, a lot of those people that I taught in Pennsylvania are two hours away from Pittsburgh. And sometimes they'll go down and take workshops in Pittsburgh. Are you outside of New York? Are you outside of L.A. or New Orleans or anywhere where a bigger city will probably have more of the acting teachers, acting coaches, improv classes, shows that you can get involved in? So that's another part of your six hours. Maybe it's not six to eight hours. It's ten because you have to drive that hour or half hour each time you go to a class. So that's another thing. Look and see if you're nearby a big city. Do you think it's more beneficial to do community theater in your own smaller city? Or like, Okay, so I grew up in Newton. It's probably 30 minutes outside of Boston. Right. Would it have been better for me to find the theater in Newton or to be like, okay, I'm, I'm close enough to Boston. I'm going to commute into Boston every day because probably it has a higher caliber of class? It's really about your comfort zone and where you're at. If you feel confident that you did every play in elementary school, junior high school, and high school, and you killed it, then you're going to have a level of wind behind your back to say, I'm going to Boston. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, then maybe you go, you know what, let me just see if I can do the community level. It's really up to you, and it's great because Jenna Fisher did talk about that. She talked about going to college. That's going to be another episode of ours, going to college. And she said, I needed those four years. I did too. When I went to UCLA, I got a lot of heat really fast, and it was too much, too fast. I just landed from Maryland three months ago, and now studios were coming to the play that I was in with Daphne Zuniga and stuff my freshman year and trying to get me to read these pilots for TV shows. It was just too much for me. So it was so great that I questions took about that. Well, I know, just a different took, episode. <laughs> different episode. It just took me those three years. And then when I went to Groundlings, I was feeling good and ready to give it all my, my all. At that point, I just wanted the college experience. I, wanted, I came from Maryland. I was at UCLA. I wanted to go to UCLA. I didn't want to go to a little theater building in the back of the campus. So it depends on you. Did you realize until this moment we went to rival schools? No, fight, I know. Fight on. No, I know. No. And, you keep and I've those, been planning. Keep those fingers. And plotting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what this is. So those are my tips just to get started. Again, I think what I came up with on the fly here was try on the suit. Okay. Put on the coat. See if it fits. And then maybe it needs to be tailored. But try on the suit. Try on the, try on the feeling of an acting journey or an acting environment or universe and see if it works for you. And you won't know unless you do some of these things. So if you're having that bug in your head and you're hearing that little voice that's saying, 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe. These are the things you should probably do to feel it out. Any questions about any of that stuff? I, uh, I have so many more questions for different shows, but this right. seems to make sense. I think it's probably scary for people sure. to know that they have to do this. But mm-hmm. I, I like what you said, that you wouldn't be a vet if you didn't like right. the blood and the guts of it all. Right. It you might ha- not be your favorite part, but you have to be able to Right, right. Or you, again, you have to tolerate it. You go to a community theater. They say, hey, we're going to put you in these shows. You're going to try out. But everybody that's in the community theater has to do two days of set building a month. Well, then you either say, well, forget it. Or you go, well, shoot, the chance to act far supersedes the uncomfortable part of building sets. So I'm fine with it. But by the way, I thought that I would be that kind of person growing up who was like set building. That's not what I signed up for. Right. It's some of the most fun that I had in oh, all yeah. of theater because you're talking to everybody, you're yes. painting, you're learning. Exactly. Now I can actually hang my own painting. Exactly. For me. So there's, there's a lot of beneficial things. To the it. only thing I would say for all of this is know you're trying something new and you have to be a little open. You have to be open to trying something new. It's just like, you know, my daughters would try. We'd say, let's let's just try it. And it was an egg roll, and they never have one. And it was just taking the tiniest, tiniest bite. And I just said, that's not a try. Take a bite. So if you're going to have the egg roll. Take a bite. Take a bite of that egg roll. Bite off half that egg roll. You don't have to order egg rolls for the rest of your life. No. Or you you might spit out that egg roll into your napkin or you might fly to China and learn how to make egg rolls. But you don't know (laughs) until you take the bite. So that's all I'm saying. So my takeaway is try on the egg roll. I'm going to mesh them. Do you like them? Try on the egg roll. Yeah. You, you got egg on your face. You got no. See now you changed. No, it. I made. You, you changed no because it's trying the egg roll, and then I would envision me trying on a huge greasy egg roll outfit. Are you auditioning for an egg roll commercial? Probably no. Mm, just being just for fun. expressive. Halloween, and then just put, giving a thumbs up as the grease just pours down my face. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I like thank it. you. I that's how I work here. So now we're going to move into a different section, and it's going to be called Stories from the Set. And I think Jeff – oh, Jeff, I'd love to hear, Mr. Fantabulous, your thoughts on the nuts and bolts of what I said to get started. I think it's great. I mean, I, the thing I appreciate about this show is, Sean, you're obviously our veteran. Roxy, you're our greener actor, and I'm the guy who loves film, loves filmmaking, and has been in front of the camera once or twice as an actor. So it's nice. All of us are represented. And, Sean, I took away so much from what you were saying. Even living in L.A., producing, I would love to get involved in an acting class and just kind of get my feet wet like you were saying. So great advice. Yeah. He's got the bug. Well, listen, you you should, if, if you want to get into, I know, directing, screenwriting, if you don't know what the other disciplines are like, it's harder to understand, just like anything in life. You have to walk a mile in the shoes, right? So now we're going to do a, a section called the story from the set, stories from the set. And somehow we're going to work out, this is my edict, I'm going to say, now the story from, and then I want Miss Phenomenal, Mr. Fantabulous, and myself Harmonize? to go, uh, the story from, and we all go, the set. Okay. Do we like that? Yeah, but it, where are we Mr. all Mr. Fantabulous, same? so I'm going to say, and now the stories from... The, the set. set. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. ready? All right, now we'll, we just did it. But there was no harmony. Oh, ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't care if we're off key, but I think it's a commitment. Okay, ready? We're really trying commit. on the egg. Really we're commit. trying on this. This is egg. me putting on the, the egg, egg roll. roll. We're putting on the egg roll. Ready? The story from 
the set. That was the best was and so worst good. harmony. It was amazing. That was fantastic. So that's what we're going to do every week. Do we like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she needs acting lessons. <laughs> I, no, I, I really, I really I like it. it, Sean. I love it. It's Just my so you know, favorite part of the my, show. My favorite part of the show is when you have me sing with that. <laughs> You will never see that segment again. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about um, a story from a set. My recent one, the one I alluded to at the beginning of the show. I went, I got offered this role by Peter Lenkoff for Magnum P.I. I got the part. I read it. It was much, several scenes on screen, and I play a misunderstood victim of Magnum who all these um, – Bounty hunters are after, and they think he's guilty. He convinces Magnum he's not and actually helps him solve the crime. That was my part. And that was what was just a straight offer to you? Straight offer. So I went and looked at my part, looked at the role, knew that I was going to be doing my first scene the first day. First scene was a very simple scene. They like to do that usually is to, you know, get you used to the set, get you acclimated, and then they'll give you heavy stuff later. So I I flew in, landed, went straight to the set, uh, costume fitting, and the costume person said, hey, have you talked to the producer yet? And I said, no, why should I? And she said, yeah, um, I don't think we can try on anything until you talk to the producer. And I said, am I fired? And they said, no, 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 you just need to talk to somebody. So I called a guy that was in L.A. It wasn't Peter Lenkoff. But he said, listen— you called uh, who in L.A.? Uh, one of – another producer from the show. I don't remember. They kind of rang but him a up. And ha- a producer. from the show and that was in L.A. Thank you. He answers the phone and says, listen, due to some circumstances a little bit beyond our control, you're not going to be playing this part anymore. We have another part for you. And you had you memorized, been prepping, sure. doing all of the work sure. on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, kind of – feeling what my character would be and getting used to the idea of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And he said, we'd like you to do another part. And I said, okay. And he said, yeah, it's, it's this part. It's a, it's a smaller, but I said, okay, can you just give me a few minutes? And I, I said, let me digest this. And I sat down and I looked through the script and I saw that it was much shorter, but I also saw. When you say shorter, you mean less lines? Time, time on screen. T- okay. Time on screen. The other thing was probably four sh- four to five short scenes. This was two. One very short, but then one decent-sized one. So, again, that's not what you look for. So I read it, and it's completely different. It was a really nice, friendly guy in the front, and then literally threatens Magnum P.I. death with the gun at the end. So I thought, well, shorter, but way cooler you know i for me i thought wow that's a really fun turn it's a misleaded in mystery shows it's called the red herring i'm the red herring at the beginning when i'm super nice and then you see me come back at the end a red a true red herring would be somebody who's actually not the killer but it's kind of a mislead more accurately and egg roll i'm an egg yeah so i (laughs) i took a bite of that egg roll so firstly i said okay and i got into the changing room and got my new costume and went back and then you say you said on the phone give me i need a minute yes and then i called him back back. and i said yeah i'm fine that's fine with me so they if it had been something is there any scenario in which you would not have been fine no 
you would have made it fine no matter what. I mean, what literally, it if it was so, it was a different, I mean, it's a CBS television show. There's not going to be something so distasteful or inappropriate that I'd feel super uncomfortable to do it. So if it was one line, one co- tiny scene? If it was one line and one tiny scene, I think there might, you know, if it was literally like, may I park your car? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a little rough. And I would talk to my manager, but he would say the same thing. And I knew this. I could say no, and they would say thank you, and they would have to pay me. I'd still make the money, but that's not why I do this job, and they would fly me home. Also, they had arranged it so my girlfriend could come meet me in Hawaii that weekend, and we were going to have a weekend in Hawaii. So I talked to them, and I said, fine. They said, yeah, but you're done Friday. And I said, the only problem is my girlfriend's flying in the channel. We made arrangements that you guys made for us. So I talked to my agent and then manager and i said i don't really know what to do they said no 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 they changed a part on you 100 percent. they took you from a guest star to a co-star they can work with you they didn't even flinch they go no no no. you can stay all the way through next week as you were supposed to no problem there that's not even an issue so then they explained why it was something to do with the stunt casting with the football player because it was after the afc game it was all very run by the network and kind of an edict that i couldn't really fight so i said Sure, but then the producer said something very nice, and it worked. Because he said, listen, I know this is a completely different kind of part, but I saw you real, and you can do anything. So we knew, instead of firing you, we could just ask you to do this, and we knew you could handle it. And I said, thank you. And he made me feel great. That little thing goes a long way. Well, and then, of course, you raise your stakes and say, well, now I have to do it. Now I'm going to show you that I can do it. And that made it fun, and I did finish on Friday, but they let me stay through the weekend with my girlfriend through Monday, and it was great, and I made a good impression. And because I was a team player, at the end of the show, Magnum chases me and gets me into a car crash, and they made a point to show that I was bloody but not dead. And so I went to the producer and said, they said, thank you so much for everything you did. You were such a good sport. And I said, well, I am alive. And I looked at him, and the guy laughed, and I said, and I'm really mad at Magnum. That's awesome. Well, you, awesome that's time. the smartest thing to do because you right. never know when they're going to want to bring you right. back. Right, and they said, obviously, Peter Lenkoff, who remembered me from 20 years ago, is pretty loyal. So they easily easily could have done this show showed the car crash and you just don't know what happened to me but they made a point to show i was alive and you so, think they did that because you were such a team player no i don't think so i think they don't like to kill a lot of people on that show but i also think i they threw a curveball at me i handled it i was easy to work with i wasn't a big complainer i didn't say well you said my girlfriend's i just said what do i do and then you know, my girlfriend was ready to go. I guess I'm not coming. You know, we were not pushing anything, but if I they had said it. no, she can't come. You still have taken the part, sure, and, and stayed. And, and I would have said, "What a bummer!" Yeah. But I'm coming. But guess what? I don't have to be away from you for the weekend. I'll be home Friday night. So it still works. It's just that I totally realized that you have to be flexible. You, you this is an unknown business. You don't know what's going to come at you in your scenes when you go into a scene and you're 
partner you think is going to be mellow and they're in a rage and the director loves it. You, It's all about flexibility and openness and being centered in yourself enough to say, to roll with the punches. That's one of the reasons I do this business because I love not having to do the same thing every day and making making different choices and different uh, actions every single day. So when they threw this at me, it was like, okay. Were you worried you wouldn't be able to prep in time? No, because I read it and I go, oh, I love playing these. It's a fun part. It's I in mean, your wheelhouse. You can. You know, it's you can in my it. wheelhouse. And it was funny because I was just teaching actors a lot about stillness and bad guys and how to do a bad guy. But no bad guy thinks they're a bad guy. None. When you say to when the guy in the James Bond movie says, listen, I'm going to destroy all humanity so it can kind of reboot and get a better shot. He believes that's a good idea. He doesn't think that's a bad idea. And for me, uh, I also teach my actors, like, you know, the more you wave and scream, like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to shoot you, you lose power. And stillness is very powerful and scary. So in this thing, I get to say, well, you're being crazy. And he goes, no, 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 you're doing drugs, you're really bad, and I know that you killed this guy. And I went, oh, well, now I'm going to have to kill you. And I get to change and be totally still. And he goes, no, you can't. I go, yeah, I think I can. And I'm going to. You know, that kind of attitude. And I was like, ooh, I get to do what I've been teaching. I hear a whole class on how to be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so it was fun, and it also shows I'm a team player, and it also shows that, once again, even within that, you know, milking the momentum is to show I'm a team player and I'm good to work with. 21 years later, mm-hmm. I'm still a good team player and I'm still flexible and I will not make your job harder. If you make someone's job above you harder, you will not work. And I don't care if you're an insurance salesman in that cubicle. If you're doing that to your boss and your insurance agent, you're not going to get promoted before the person who is. So it was a really fantastic story from the set. So thoughts on that story, Mr. Fantabulous? I think it's a great lesson. I mean, I think in any component of this business, flexibility is just such an important part of success. It's such a privilege to be doing this that I think the ability to be adaptable and flexible is just, you know, part of the part of the journey. Well, listen, every like I said, the business the business is hard enough when you've booked this beautiful outdoor wedding thing that you're going to shoot and there's a torrential downpour. That stuff just happens. So you don't want to do anything to make it harder. They got me on a plane that morning knowing I was coming in to do my part. But while I was flying, CBS had contacted them and said, since it's after a football game, we want to put a football play. So they're already dealing with something hard. So I'm not there to make it even harder. I'm there to A, say, yeah, let's do it. And B, they threw this at me and they easily could have fired me. That's the other part I took into account. They could have said, you know what? It's not working out. We have to let you go. It's forces beyond our control. But they said, no, no, no. Let's not fire him. Let's give him a different shot, and he'll handle it. And I went, sure. And I just made their job easier because then if they did, I, if I said, no, I can't do this, I would have made. then they would have had to hold a casting session or do, you know, and it would have made their life a lot harder. And guess what? In 20 years, I'd never hear from that guy again. And now I will. And your thoughts on this set, set story? I, I will not make your job harder. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hearing that over and over and over in my head. Yeah. Thinking about adding that to the top of my resume. Yeah. I, it's, 
it's important. Yeah. Well, listen, this is what we're going to be doing every week is talking about very specific uh, things that people want to know getting into acting, how to do it, bullet points, tips, tricks, actual acting classes. And, of course, like we said, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, iTunes is a way YouTube, to YouTube addressing your comments all over the place. Obviously, social yeah, media. Social as well. media is a way to reach out to us as well. I'm excited to do this show. Thank you, Mr. Fantabulous. Thank you, Miss Phenomenal. And uh, as I would like to say, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.